Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 292 of She Podcasts. For those of you who are listening for the first time, that's right. It's episode 292. I'm Jessica Kupferman, and this is my co-host, Elsie Escobar. If this is your second show, and the first one you listened to was before episode 200, then you probably had no idea who we were or what we were doing. But you're in luck today because I've explained it to you. Ta-da! You're welcome. Welcome! Welcome to She Podcasts. Today, we have all sorts of stuff to talk about in the news Before we do that, though, I want to hear how Elsie is faring with all the COVID increasing, but I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction because I'm a magician. And the prediction is here. You know what? I'll write it down. Wait a minute. Let's do this. I'm going to write it down. And then when she tells me, I'm going to show how I can read Elsie's mind. You're predicting me. I'm predicting what life is like for you now that COVID is changing. And then I'm going to show. Hold on. You mean like because there's spikes? Yeah. And it's like the world is, everybody has COVID? Yeah. Uh. Okay. So Elsie. Yes. How's it going? How's it going? Ruffy. Now that you have, now that everyone is getting COVID. Well, I'm more scared. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm I'm even more scared. Mm-hmm. But everything's about the same. Like nothing really has affected me too much. Nothing different. (laughs) For those of you watching on audio, I wrote on the paper, nothing is different. (laughs) She knows me so well. It's not that hard to figure out. She does live like nowhere on a mountain. So what would change? Nothing. We had some COVID. We're having some COVID scares here. Not within my household, but um, at school. At school, we had... A first grader got COVID and the mom and the younger child, the mom is a teacher at the school. The younger child goes to the pre-K where Isaac went last year. So first grade and second grade are quarantining because the teacher is the Hebrew teacher and she teaches first and second Hebrew. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So they had to quarantine, but Isaac was still going. And then this morning at 725... Keep in mind, he has to be there at like 7.50. So a lot of families who don't live one street over have to leave, you know, like 7.15 to get him there on time. Oh, I hear you. 7.25, we got an email that says, you know, we just want to be totally transparent and let you know that on Friday, one of the kindergarten classmates' siblings tested positive. But then she, te- you know, they tested negative. I don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. I just said she, but right. it's they. But then they tested negative and everyone in the family has tested negative since. So we're cleared to go back today. But like I'm feeding him breakfast. I've already yelled at him to stop piddling and get dressed. Like I'm about to walk out the door and it's like, oh, by the way, someone's brother has it. But let's all go to school. So anyway, that person and their sibling, that family is quarantined until after Thanksgiving. And also after Thanksgiving, because no one is trustworthy. Right. We have to have a week of virtual 
school. So like next week, I think they go to school like maybe Monday or Monday and Tuesday. Then they're off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they're off the entire next week, Monday through Friday. And then they go back like the first week or like probably the second week of December for, you know, two weeks until we have to be off for Christmas. So I don't know, but I just know Scott was like freaking out. Like, first of all, what do you mean you knew Friday? It's frustrating and it's kind of scary because you want all the information as soon as they have it so that you can make an educated decision. But at the same time, had she told us that on Friday, we would have made other arrangements. And if it's a false positive, that wouldn't have been our best solution because it's 12 kids. So that's 12 families that need to make other arrangements for no reason if everything's fine. Hmm. So it's just getting weird. Yeah. I mean, like I have to say that although everything is the same, because there hasn't really been too much, Hunter has been going to... So on Fridays, we have two separate classes that we're doing. Hunter is having a class for her homeschool co-op. She's having a class. And Maymay is doing gymnastics class. For both places, they are masked up for gymnastics May May does the primary part. There's only like three children in the class, okay? And the majority of them are outside. So because the weather has not changed too much, they have this giant like warehousey type thing. And then these doors that are like massive, I don't know, just giant doors. And so you can have things outside. And so she has has had that outside. Mm-hmm. And Hunter is in an enclosed space um, there aren't very many people in there. There's like, I think, the total of four children in that class that she's doing in live, like that they're offering a portion of it live and then other people that are on Zoom. And again, everybody's like messed up. And then she's in there for, I would, I think she's in there for two hours. And during that time, May and I go get a donut. And of course, we can't, everybody's all masked up. They can't, like, there's all this protocol. Yeah, yeah, And then we sit, we sit outside in this giant sort of outside area for seating and it has Wi-Fi and it's beautiful. I love being there. Nobody's there either. No one goes there. That's really nice. It's like totally empty. And then Hunter and Daddy hang out and do math while I stay where May is in gymnastics. And I go to the chocolate store, which is across the street and... There's nobody in that place either. And I masked up and stuff. But that's my... That's your big outing? That's my thing. Yeah. But as of this is the last week of that. Actually, it's funny you say that because, yeah, we, we canceled gymnastics last week too. Yeah. I can't go anymore. The last week of that. I think that gymnastics goes for maybe another week. No, I mean, we just started a new semester, but I'm not sending him. Oh, right, I had right, to cancel yeah, yeah. it even though they're doing it. Well, because they don't wear masks. Yeah. In between they, classes, I'm sure they they wipe down the equipment, but they also have everyone sort of sitting in the lobby. If you don't want to sit in the lobby, you can like leave and come back because it's an hour class. So Ben's dad, Matt and I usually, I brought, I started bringing camping chairs so we could sit outside in the grass and like wait for them to be done, shove the uh, chairs back in the car and then go back in. But, you know, I understand why they don't wear masks. It's hard to wear a mask when you're doing gymnastics, but like I just, it's just not worth it. For us, like the masks are are required in that gymnastics part. And then nobody can come in. So the little kids are out. Like nobody can also either either be in the parking lot either. Like mm. you have to go 
in the parking lot. If you're in the parking lot, you're you drop your child off, but then you have to go. Wait, so May's wearing a mask during gymnastics. May's wearing a mask. They we discussed um, the best types of masks to wear. Yeah, they got to be tight. So there was been conversation around that. They got to be tight, and they got to be able to breathe. Yeah. And so she has her mask during that time. And as soon as they walk up, nobody can go in there at all. So they yeah. go out, they go in through the outside mm-hmm. and they get their temperature taken as soon as like right in front, she gets temperature taken and then she goes in. So they're pretty Ooh. serious when it comes to that stuff. Do the there. teachers and wear them too? Our teachers don't wear them either. Oh, the teacher's wearing masks too. Yeah. I guess my place feels like they you know, they can't really do that while they're doing gymnastics. And the, and the kids, at least in size of class, are only six. So it's like, I don't even know what they're doing. They're probably just like jumping on trampolines and stuff. It'd probably be hard. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just, you know, yeah. even if it was... No, I get it. Even I mean, if they were masked, I'd have to bring them out. So it's just annoying. Life is getting annoying again. What can you do? Yeah. What can you do? But alas. Yeah. Randy is texting me like as soon as we started, he's like, what do you want to do for Thanksgiving? Right. So he so I'm like, that's a whole well, convo. And you can order some food for us, you know, so he tried to order food, of course, from Whole Foods. And I guess they're sold out. All the Already? turkeys are sold out. Jesus Christ. Wait, did I know. you order it so pre-cooked or cooked? Pre-cooked, the pre-cooked stuff. Okay. And I'm like, and then he goes, well, I'm sure they don't. They, you can still buy the turkeys in the store, but they're not cooked. And I was like, listen, I have to get like amped up to be cooking a turkey. Mind you, I've never done it before I, and I can we help don't you. have stuff. Oh, I can help I you. I don't care if you want to help me or not. All I'm saying is it's a task that I'm not You mindy. can totally do it. I'm not. Uh, yes. I'm not into it right now. So I know. He's like, but- well, maybe we can find somewhere else. So Okay. But you don't have to wake up at six in the morning. You don't have to do anything, but you need butter, salt, and pepper, and maybe like a larger can of chicken broth. You can make it the day before so that all you're doing that day is making the sides. Scott's cousin taught me how to do this. You make the turkey the day before, slice the whole thing up, put it back in the roasting pan, pour chicken broth on it so it stays moist. Cover it, put it in the fridge, and the next day you make all the other stuff, pull out the turkey, put it in the oven so it'll warm up, in the broth, you know, foil over it. It's super easy. It's really – I mean – Unless you want to do – I mean, even stuffing is easy if you like stuffing in the turkey. I can teach you that too. Uh, Listen, I'm just saying this because I know it seems uncharacteristic. But Thanksgiving is one of the few meals that I know how to cook well and that I know how to cook, period. Because Ah, my mother used to make me help every year. And then when she died, I was insistent on having the exact same Thanksgiving she used to make. So I've worked, I've, you know, it's, she's been gone now since 2005. So like, that's a lot of Thanksgivings that I've had to try and fail at. One time we got a fresh turkey that was not exactly fresh. It was still frozen somewhat in the middle. They were calling it fresh, but they must have gotten to the butcher frozen, which meant that no matter how long I cooked it, it was still raw in the middle. So it was like turkey jerky on the outside, so dry, you could break a tooth on it. And then on the inside, just raw. It was so terrible. Sweet. So terrible. Anyway, I've learned to do it properly. It's really not hard. All you do is salt it, butter it, put that shit in the oven, and then that's it. And then you have a turkey. It's the other stuff that I find to be annoying, like like sweet potatoes. All the things you have to peel are annoying. Buy that stuff. Well, see, all of those things are the ones that I really like. I'm just afraid of the large – because you know what? I actually failed really hard one time at um, roasting a chicken. It was – I was so excited – 
they had the whole thing super mind you it was a whole chicken right yeah so i got the whole like chicken. The roaster yeah and yeah. i had the I mean, I did the, all the thing. I followed instructions. I did all the thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was, it was half raw. Like the insane. I was just like, I cannot believe that I like, and then you feel bad. It's like all this like Work. food I know. that you just have to throw, throw it out. away. 20 pounds. I know. Turkeys are 20 pounds. <sighs> when you have to throw away a turkey, you're throwing away 20 pounds of food. It's horrible. Yeah, it's not, it's not cool. I promise so, anyway, you that will not happen to you. Try me. Try me one year. If I if I do you wrong, I fully expect you to come back on the show, tell me how terrible it was, and humiliate me, and then I'll never ask to help you cooking anything ever again. Okay. Mind you, I do not think, unless, if, if, if Randy cannot find a pre-cooked turkey somewhere, mm-hmm. then I will reach out. Well, And then I'll you, make sure that... Don't you only eat Whole Foods? What do you mean? Where else is it going to get you a pre-cooked turkey if you only eat food um, from Whole co- The co-op or like fresh market or – you know what I oh, really wanted market. though, Jessica? Listen, there was – this is like – of course, when I read this, I was like, this is it. This is the solution. There's no other places to go. But I knew my family would not feel as – or you for that matter because I'm sure you would also respond in the same way. Don't underestimate me. Oh, just wait because okay. I, know. Okay. I know. I also know you as well. All right. So there was this I – I, I'm part of a newsletter for ABL, for like Asheville, right? So yep. we have – I get this newsletter every morning and it's amazing. I love it. Anyway, so they were showing uh, different restaurants that were – that you could order. Yeah. Pre-cooked. The whole entire, meal, right? The entire thing. Then mm-hmm. all the meals. Everything. What's wrong with that? And Well, hold on. Uh-oh. So there was the one restaurant. It is a Spanish – from Spain – restaurant – and they had created this amazing Thanksgiving dinner a la Spain. Espanol. Right. So it was a pig and it was the actual pig. Like you could see the shape of the pig and it was his mouth was open and the whole thing. And then all of the sides were all Don't variants. say in the pig. Of what? They weren't in the pig, were they? Because that I no, would have no, no. posted. <laughs> they were, but they were all the sides were variants of what is, I mean, like there were potatoes and vegetables and stuff, but they were very much, you know, cooked as Espanol. if it was cooked in Spain. So when I saw yeah. that, I was, and the, oh my God, and the dessert, holy crap, it was this like cheesecake thing. Mm. It was like a pie, pie cake mixture thing that was very again spanish because i know exactly Mm -hmm. what that was when i saw it i'm like oh my god and of course when i saw that i was like oh that that did you ask him i did randy was like no 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 not not no why can't you one year just do it your way no well i think that maybe it's a time to prepare them for something like this but it was so i mean when i saw the pictures i was like oh this is like alternate question. A dream. Alternate question. Can you have your meal on Thanksgiving and do their shit, which you can cook any time of the year, like the next day or Saturday or Sunday? Mm. Try that. I'm not unopposed to this because I happen to know that Scott hates turkey. So, mm. so like he doesn't hate it, but like sometimes it's too gamey for him, whatever that means. So, like mm-hmm. we have, you know, as alternatives, we have done what he wanted and baked my thing another day or we've done my thing gone out to dinner and come home to our own leftovers which i'm not opposed to Ooh. 
Well, because it's you not, know, because again, it's not that much work. To think about. We have bought the entire meal from Wegmans, including the turkey that's already honey brown. You just got to shove it in the oven. All right. the sides are already made again so that we can go out. We've done tur- Thanksgiving brunch. We've done Thanksgiving dinner elsewhere. We were on a cruise one year and he had prime rib. I mean, you know, when it's when you're when someone in the family is not like the keenest on the Thanksgiving food, just because I'm obsessed with it doesn't mean I mean, as long as I get it at some point and I can eat it throughout the week, then I'm cool. So, like, I don't give a shit if we eat the ham on the, you know, so I mean, I've made, yeah, I've made them. I've made alternate things like I've made a turkey breast and a ham or turkey breast and a, and a, what's the thing? The, not prime rib, but the other thing, the filet, the tenderloin. We've made tenderloin before. oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just so people have options because, I mean, the people really meaning Scott because no one else gives a shit, but whatever. I would guess that you could just like, what if we just get this this one year and then I will still make you the goddamn turkey on Black Friday or... You know, I mean, I could... Ask him. See what he says. I might be able to see if I can get some because that was amazing. Now, we have some things going on on our chat here where Elena says we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Obviously, because well, she's right. Why would they? not in the United States So this must America be a right super now. boring question. So, yes, Cruz is out of the question in 2020. Yes, of course. This was like, this was like, oh my God, what year did I go on that cruise? Like 2007 or something? It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a carnival cruise, so the food wasn't even that good to begin with. You had to do like some kind of restaurant upgrade to get a decent meal, and that was fine. And Thanksgiving is really hard for people, I think. Like my father-in-law's mother, like Scott's grandmother, died around Thanksgiving. Um, one oh, geez, but that's the year that I met his family. His dad had had just had hip surgery, and so this was the first major family dinner that we all had together. When I got there. Scott was supposed to have been there all day cooking with Laura, but like he was either actively psychologically avoiding it or he forgot or something because we got there at six and Laura was like, oh my gosh. where the fuck have you been? And then she threw the shit down and ran out the door and I'm like, nice to meet you. I'm just <laughs> like, it was crazy. Oh my God. So yeah, I mean, Thanksgivings are hard for people. So I mean... Yeah. Well, for- I mean, you know, Jenny is uh, in the chat. She's saying she's getting uh, ordering from an Italian. Yeah, restaurant. see, Which, it's different you know for what? everyone. Like, there's all kinds of things like this too. It's just that my children are very like into yeah, the, the things that. It's a little, and mind you, with, with our Thanksgiving, we obviously were all immigrants. We all came to this country. Right. We're all so you probably from had all the things, all different things. Thanksgiving was not something we even knew what it was it took us forever i still we i I gotta tell you it took me about three years to get an understanding of what the heck it was even though i was at school and i just didn't get it neither did my family but we're always up for getting together and eating and having parties so we were in for that and so we started to gather and our turkey everything it like a lot of the times we had pupusas um a lot of the times we had all the options that you were talking about we had all the things, vegetables and yams and and potatoes yeah. and all of that, but everything was very El Salvadorian in nature. Mm-hmm. So, so that's um, why you want this dinner. And I think if you explain that, that's to why him, yes, because I because it was always my favorite part. I could totally just see your mom going. We are supposed to cook a what? Why? Why <laughs> the turkey? Why? Or like gravy. That that was when I was introduced to gravy. I didn't even under. I was like, why is this? Like You'll eat this? the fat like, mixed with the flour. Why? <laughs> yeah, why? We have broth. Like we have like fat with no flour and no Yeah, I've eaten Spanish fluffy. food. It's not like turkey dinner. Yeah. 
So like the anyway, opposite well, of turkey dinner because that's that flavor. Said, though, we really do need to talk a little yes, bit about all right. You're right. So how about we get into some news because I think that this is Let's something. Get into so here it. we go. Here we go. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So you actually, I actually want to talk about the one that you told me you wanted me to add to the show, okay, notes, yeah, which is about the the podcast ads performing host red ads outperform that one because of the something. That's cool because I was looking at this first article and I was like, "What is Intercom?" Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Is it like is it like Clear Channel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. So, alas, let's talk about that one, and then we can go back to the other one. So, this is the title, and Jessica, you take over after I read the title. See, I'm passing you the ball, or whatever, I'm pitching you, or whatever, and I'm telling you. My mother-in-law just walked across the lawn like that Greek grandmother in my big fat Greek (laughs) wedding. Like, I can just see her, like, milling her, like, it's wet. It poured here last night. She has no business being out in the grass for any reason. I just see her, like, walking through the (laughs) yard, like, huge sunglasses on. (laughs) <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, so the the article is research podcast ads perform host red ads outperform. <gasps> okay. So, yes, yeah, so all of the good and interesting podcast advertising information I get from Midroll. If you go to midroll.com, there they have a really neat blog, they have insights. They've always been really good about keeping studies going and having case studies and it's fascinating stuff. So I was really happy to see a new one because the last one I think was like 28, like 17 or something. So they've released the results of a systematic research in the industry comparing host red ads head to head against announcer red ads. And who do you think came out on top? Because I'm always right. Host red ads. Hosts serve as trusted influencers for their audiences, which is a critical factor. So in order to really do this research, they isolated the effect among, they really wanted to figure out the effect among the listeners. So they partnered with a company called Signal Hill. They surveyed 692 listeners, 412 out of the group said that their actual listeners to the show they were testing. So that's like, you know, 60% of people or almost 60%. Well, it doesn't matter. A big chunk <laughs> of listeners actually listened to the show that they were testing, which is actually, it makes the data even more. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So each brand they tested one ad read by the host and one by the announcer. And here's what they learned. First of all, the measures were familiarity. Are you more familiar with the brand now? Top of mind. Do you remember what they said? Do you remember the name? Do you remember the website? Category awareness. Like, so category awareness is like if they told you about, Toyota, um, are you more aware of Toyota than you are about other cars like Honda, whatever? Um, and purchase intent. Do you plan on taking any kind of action, making a purchase, et cetera? So announcer red ads generated 11 lifts while host red ads generated 91% more for a total of 21 lifts. So, you know, it's interesting. That's a really good percentage, but it's a really low number, which still means to me that no one pays attention to ads anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible thing to say, but like, yes, 21 is 91% more than 11, but 11 out of 700 is zilch. They don't tell you that number. Well, zilchy, zilchy, zilch. Okay. And then strong brand recall. So. 
established brands. Now here they just they got smart and they only show you their percentages. So like so announcer reads about 35% of people remembered the what they said about the established brand versus 60% that remembered. So that's an increase of about 66%. And then for the two established brands, the host read ads generated 66% more recall than the announcer reads. 59% more listeners exposed to the host read ads were able to recall the emerging brands. Oh, emerging, not existing. So in other words, they tried it with really well-known brands and they tried it with stuff that maybe no one's ever heard of. And those are two really significant different tests because you can probably remember something about a brand that you know really well, like... Mm-hmm. You know, like like I said, like Toyota versus like a new car that you've never heard about before. And they have a whole study. I mean, I won't go over the whole report for you because, my God, that would be boring. But you can read the whole thing <laughs> yourself if you go to our show notes, ShePodcast.com. But I still think it's – I mean, it's super interesting. It's certainly not news to me. What does it mean for you? For you who's listening to this show, for you who is the budding podcaster, the more experienced podcaster, the advanced podcaster, my advice to you is this. Read the ad yourself. And if you want to pre-record it, which you can do a pre-recorded host read ad, do so. But keep in mind that if you make it sound recorded, if you make it sound rehearsed, if you make it sound like a radio ad, you are not doing your advertisers any service. You're not giving them anything that they couldn't pay for anywhere else. The whole point is to get your feedback, your buy-in, your enthusiasm, your audience, your listenership who trusts you to recommend something that they in turn will like. So just please keep that in mind. I expect all of you to have sponsors by the end of the year and you're going to tell me what happened. The end. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, if you do want to get sponsors, there's lots of sponsor information in our Super Squad. So I'll just go ahead and plug that right now. Super Squad, sheeppodcast.com forward slash squad. And if you are listening to this, when are they going to be listening to this? Friday, right? So... It's no Monday. Oh, wait. What is today? My Friday. Yes, you're right. Friday. Correct. You are correct. So stay tuned because we're going to have a a Black Friday special that you should know about mm-hmm. when it comes to the squad and all of our stuff. We're going to have specials. So keep your ears and eyes peeled. You can always sign up for our emails at shepodcast.com as well. Next article. So, okay, so I'm going to really just really quickly talking about the intercom. I forgot you were even here, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the intercom Q3 revenue decline, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's like the thing. So this is an article from Radio Inc. And the title of that says, Intercom, intercom Q3 revenue declines 30%. So I'm not actually going to talk about intercom themselves. Right. I just want to read two separate quotes from this article that come from essentially the the team or like the executive team over at Intercom so that you get an opportunity of of what really is is going on here. So this is a quote from CFO Rich Schmeling. And he said, quote, although we have seen five months of sequential improvement since April, an examination of our advertiser base makes clear that many of our local and national spot advertising clients remain highly disrupted by COVID-19, end quote. That's the first quote. Second quote is from the CEO of Intercom, and this is from David Field, and he says, quote, ad sales continue to suffer from the deep impact of the pandemic, which has caused many of our advertisers in businesses, such as concerts and live events, tourism, gyms, nightclubs, museums, 
museums, movies, theme parks, public transportation, airlines, restaurants, and others, essentially everything, to temporarily seize or significantly curtail their operations and advertising, end quote. So I'm only sharing this information for you and to you because you have to understand what this can mean for your show, particularly if you're deciding right now that you want to, I don't know, start to get sponsorship for your show. Oh, I don't know. Make some money or something crazy like that? Make some money? That's right. And then everybody's like, oh my gosh, I want, you know, how many downloads per episode per month do you need to get a sponsor for your show? What if like you're just starting to bring momentum? Let's say, you know, this entire year for you has been amazing, meaning that your numbers have steadily climbed. You've now gotten to a point where you feel like, you know what? It's time for me to approach people about monetizing and I want to work with somebody who can get me sponsors. You need to like go into this with eyes wide open and understand that the advertisers are not necessarily spending money, that campaigns are very like low in terms of wanting to do these things, particularly their marketing budgets. All of that stuff has gone down a lot. A lot of the budget that companies are having are slowly moving to places that either can get them direct sales, right? Because again, Podcast advertising is very, I feel it's one of the best type of advertising that you can have, but it is not something that you advertise with and you get immediate leads and money in your bank account. I'm talking to businesses for this, okay? So there is no way you as a business, right, you have, let's say, $100 to I'm just coming up with a random number, although that this is obviously $100 to spend to market your business so that you can actually get more clients. Oh my God, a hundred fast. A hundred dollars or a hundred thousand dollars? What did you say? Just a hundred. Just a hundred dollars. I'm just using a number. Okay. I'm not, I got, you know, I got a little chill. All of a sudden. (laughs) No, but just like, just $100. Like that's what you have as a business. And then you want to invest it in some marketing to get people to buy your stuff. There are other ways for you to invest that money to get more revenue than putting it in podcast like sponsorship. And mind you, I am a huge fan of it. It's just that it's a long tail, long form relationship with the people that you work with. And I'm not sure it's the best right now. And I think that companies are are understanding that. They need something that's like faster. (laughs) Yeah. Like I want somebody to buy this. Like it'll be easier for you to, I guess, you know, now that we're coming on Black Friday for you to be on Facebook and actually see a Facebook ad for the fluffy, you know, the fluffy pants, my, my Sherpa pants that I love. And for me to buy the Sherpa pants right then, than it is for me to advertise on our podcast about the Sherpa pants. Right. Speaking of Sherpa pants, I found Sherpa leggings. But I know you don't like. <gasps> Me too. Did you? I know you don't really like leggings, but I thought I maybe Sherpa, you would I'm, reconsider I'm if they were Sherpa. Yep, okay. I think I am. You are correct. You know me so well. Right. I found them as well. Yeah. Okay. Are our computers like somehow connected? They, mu- <laughs> they must be because we often see the same advertising. Oh my god! Do you think that like I don't know if you saw it on Facebook because I don't even remember where I saw it, but I will ask you this: Do you think that it knows that we? talk as often as we talk and then just end up sending us the same shit like do you think we're in custom audiences of one another that's a possibility 
Why not? It is a, a possibility. Mind you, though, wait, there was something <laughs> that I saw that I was like, oh, okay. I don't know how this is. Ha- it's freaky, man. It is. Okay, so my daughters are into a an anime series called My Hero Academia. Okay. That's the name of the All show. Right. And it's got a couple movies and there's like two seasons and it's super like crazy anime. It's about these um, kids that have superpowers in a high school, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like what – and there's villains and things like that. I don't watch My Hero Academia on my my computer. Like they – Right. They watch it. Do stuff. They watch it. Like we've watched it on – I think it's on Hulu. They've watched it on Hulu. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just got an advertise – like I just got like delivered – an article for My Hero Academia what? news. And it said suggested article on Facebook. And I don't do anything on Facebook. Like, I don't like things. I don't comment on things. Again, I have not searched for My Hero Academia on my computers. What? Like, on anything. So I was really surprised. I'm like, how do they, how do they even know that? How? Are they looking at? What are they looking at? How do they know? Isn't that, that's a weird delivery, don't you think? I mean, that's a very specific... It is. Anyway. It is. And it, it's, it, it would make me uncomfortable except for the fact that nothing I do is interesting to anyone else but me. So there's no reason to be nervous about it. Do you know what I mean? It's like right. no one's listening. No one's looking. No one cares. And why should they? We're boring. Yeah, I know. Cause I, okay. And, or, <laughs> and I'll tell you another tooltip later. But anyway, let's move on to another story here. This one is actually from Buzzsprout. Okay, so the talk of the town, as of late, the talk of the town is that there are new because you know the the talk of the podcast in town. Yes, is that there are these new tags that the community is hoping to get a coalition together and work to add these extra feed tags to your podcast that are beyond things like title and artwork and description. Like they want to add these other tags attached to them. One of them being transcripts. Mm -hmm. You can actually have a transcript tag to your RSS feed, which for podcatchers that support transcripts, it would show them. And now Buzzsprout has another tag. And when I'm talking tags, you all, we're talking coding. We're talking coding. We're talking with the little brackets yeah, and the tags. You know, all the and you know, what are these things called? Tags. <laughs> RSS? What do you mean? Tags. They're called tags. No, these things. I can't I know nobody can see. Quotes. Me. Quotes. That's <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I was like, um, you don't have to tickle it. It's just tags. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Sorry. Brackets and all the things. Anyway, so they have added a tag, Buzzsprout has, and it's called, you know, it's called a soundbite tag. And you add, like, it has a start time and it has a duration added. Mm -hmm. And then a title. And this seems, like, very complicated because there's the code, of course, because you have to look at the code and that's what it looks like. And so if you... But mind you, you don't have to do – the, the point of, of um, podcast hosts or the podcasting industry supporting this tags is that you don't have to do it. Like it's not like you have to sit there and code these things right. unless you True. want to. But 
This is done for you via the podcast hosting platform because that's what they're doing. They're helping create the RSS feed. So now they have this soundbite tag in Buzzsprout mm-hmm. that helps you, I guess, they have like in the embed code at the bottom, it has a little thing where you can just press play for 30 seconds and it like gives you the bite of the like a little piece of the content, I guess. Okay. That's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. But so it's like having instant audiograms. What's wrong with that? Sounds right? awesome. So you don't have to go to audiogram to create it. You can just code it inside of your episode. Is it something that like I could do without much thought? Like, can anyone else do this? Or is it like, do they make it easy on Buzzsprout? I mean, we don't use Buzzsprout. So like, there's no right. good way to test it. Have you seen okay, it in action? So though? Here's, here's where I think it's still a bit of a problem would be that you would still have to do all of this work in pre-production. Okay. Or like, yeah. Or like in, before you publish, like, so whoever's doing the show notes, whoever is doing your transcripts, or if you're doing it yourself, Mm -hmm. or if you're editing your show, you would need to already know what the time codes are. Because if not, you'd have to find out when you said that thing. Right. Right. For, you know, 15 minutes in, we talk about the news. Like, then we would have to like have that bite and the codes. And so we would have to have that prior so that we can input that information inside of Buzzsprout. Okay. Right. Yep. That takes time. The actual inputting the information, that should be pretty basic. It's kind of like putting your title and your description and your, you know, everything else that you're and like your, you know, your artwork, your episode artwork, like all of that stuff is done prior to publishing your episode. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you already are doing that homework and you already know the soundbite, because I don't know about you, Jess, but like me sitting there, even doing the show notes and listening to the, to our episode the entire way through again, I really don't really have the mental capacity to go, oh, that's the soundbite. Out of our 60 minutes, I mean, this is the 30 seconds. I have that I'm gonna use. from this show mentally stored away so that when we're done, I thought I could go back and like take some sound bites from the beginning just for the cartoons. Like I kind of have that in my head now, but I would say that on a normal, like leading up to the last month, no, I would never be able to do that ever. So I think that for us, in the way that we do our show, there would be memorable, very unique conversations that we have mm-hmm. it, not in every show though like in the past 10 shows we probably had like one or two moments that are like hilarious and i mean beyond the normal <laughs> hilarity that we are not a lot beyond not a lot but you know and so we need to get those and so in that respect it actually works but for somebody who is doing this ongoing i have a really hard time distilling down to a soundbite Something that's going to get people to listen to the whole show. Oh, that's not who. Ca- I don't know. That's a lot of thought, honestly. I know it's a lot of thought. I know, but don't we always tell people that you know if they're constantly trying to think about the thing that's going to sell people, it's never going to work out. You have to. It's never going to work out, and absolutely, I I I agree. I think you should store the piece of information that you found the most interesting, that you found the funniest, that you found the most entertaining, and you put that out. That's the stuff that whatever amuses you, 
will amuse them. And I think we were talking about some stuff before we, or even just the whole thing about, are we going to do the song? Let's do the song. Like I kept that in my head so that when this is done, I can go back and show us like kind of arguing about the, you know, the song, that kind of thing. Cause I mean, otherwise you're going to make yourself nuts. Well, is it this piece or this piece or this piece? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That said, this is why I find that the little bits that you're like the little videos that you've been making. And in case you have not seen them, I'll put a link in the show notes, the little videos that you've been making. And also the way that I generally like to invite people to use something like Headliner, which is Headliner is that service that creates a video with moving audio lines, right? And that has transcription in it and all kinds of stuff. And that you see them everywhere, all over social. I really think that using those tools uniquely and creating content that stands on its own is the way to do it versus here's a snippet of a longer conversation. Wait, help me with something. Visual, what's the name? Maybe you guys who are watching live can tell me too. Like I have a funny feeling Jenny will know this, but like What's the name of the thing when you have a descriptive word describing something that's the opposite, like jumbo shrimp or like government intelligence? You know, it's like something that's like stupid and smart at the same time. Or Yeah, I forgot. The, I feel like yeah. visual sound bites should be in that category because yes. that's weird. But what is that called yeah. when you have that? It is a visual sound bite. Uh, hold on. Jumbo. I just want to tell people what it's called. Oh, it's a literary device. But what is it? A literary term is the oxymoron. The oxymoron. oxymoron. Yes, it's an oxymoron. I think. I think we are. You and I are. (laughs) (laughs) Our whole relationship is a bit of an oxymoron, and I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) But which one cancels out the other? That's what I'd like to know. I guess we take turns. turns. Ah! Jinx. That's so funny. Anyway, all right. So, see, that's another one that I'm going to write down because that's pretty funny. Okay, forty nine oh two oxymorons. That's the name. That's the title. Oxymoron. We are. Wait, should we call it? We are oxymorons. We are oxymorons. You can. You're welcome to. Yes, let's put that down. All right. Okay. Sweet. So, are we finished with the news? Th- uh, and then I'll go. Okay, by the way, I'm asking for feedback, y'all. What do you think about this? I know that it, this is a very, it's sort of a very a podcast host specific. And I think it's interesting having these sound bites in your RSS feed. I think that's awesome. I agree. But alas, I think the uh, execution, it's great because it's part of the workflow, but I don't know. Y'all tell me what you think about the stuff that you're doing and whether or not this is something you'll use and whether or not you think that this actually works. Because in fact, y'all, we tell you some of these things that people are using or services are using. Yeah. But we don't know if it actually works because a lot of True. people just do the stuff, but they don't ever <laughs> they don't ever like look back and say, "Hey, hey, is all that work that I've been putting on X, Y, and Z actually giving us the results that we want?" Right. Hey. I don't know. <laughs> but alas. Hey. Hey. All right. We're moving into some Elsie's tool tips. Okay, so these are very cute. I just talked about this on the last episode of the feed. I don't know if you've seen these. These are the Zoom F2 and F2BT, which is the BT stands for Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. And these are little field recorders that can easily fit in your pocket. I want you to show them... Jessica, yeah. 
the see I didn't see your last name. Um the <laughs> picture of it because okay. it is so cute. I don't know why I think this is so cute, but it makes me feel like it's like James Bond. I'm gonna share my screen something. for yeah, those of it you is who are so listening. cute, y'all. So this is obviously not the type of oh, microphone that you would use. Isn't so it? Cute. Look at that. Isn't it so cute? It is pretty cute. It is so it's this little tiny zoom. It's like a little I don't know, like, like a, a little air, small, like small AirPod. bit of chocolate. Yeah, like an AirPod holder. It's like the AirPods, yeah, AirPod size. Mm-hmm. And then it's got this little lavalier microphone, and it's it, it really is for going on the field. It's not something that you're going to put on your desk. It's something that you can have if you are in the world, scary, <laughs> uh, out there in the in the, in the whole pandemic. world, yes. And um, so, but now you have that. And I just thought it was really cute. They just released them. I believe that they're $199. Mm-hmm. So in case y'all need a small for the field type microphone that you can use, those are great. I'm also, I have this new tool that I was going to use today, but I decided I didn't want to deal with having to set up extra stuff because I'm so annoyed. Right. I did invest in it. It's $39.99, but you can use it for free. It is a piece of software for Mac only called Reincubate Camo. Mm-hmm. Reincubate is like one word and then Camo, C A M O. And it is an app that allows you to use your iOS devices as pro webcams. Mm-hmm. And I tested it both with my iPhone 8 Mm -hmm. and my iPad Pro. And you have to download the Mac app and you have to download the iOS app. Then you have to connect via cable your iPhone or, or iPad Pro to your computer. And then it just uses it as your webcam. And it's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. You can zoom. Like, it's so cool. I was playing with it. Like, once you pay for it and it's not the free version, you can, like, zoom it and it just goes really close and really far away from you and it's kind of neat. And then you also have, like, you can change the colors and do all kinds of fun things, have fun presets of your face. (laughs) So I thought it was really cool. It is really cool. That's awesome. Awesome. So for those of you who have... who want to have an external camera for your for your computer and you don't like the built-in one and you don't either want to buy a new one, this is a really good way for you to do it. For $40, you can use your existing iOS devices if you have those for um, external cams. And those are really good cameras. They're much better than most cameras that you would buy as external cameras. So mm-hmm. yay for that. Yay. I think that's is that it? I think that's it for my yeah. for my tool tips for today. I think that's it. We spent more time talking about COVID than we did podcasting, but I mean that tends to be what happens yes, in November and December, you guys, because yes, Elsie and I just start winding down our brains we start dis- <laughs> until January. Yes, we start to discombobulate. Yes, it's almost like an internal implosion of the brain cells. Very dangerous, yes. but. Oh my gosh, we have to give them a heads up on what's going on with the Super Squad. So we've changed our Q&As. We're oh, going to yeah. change our Q&As. And we're going to start using Zoom for our Q&As because of many different reasons. And I think part of it is that we really want to make sure that it's as accessible for people to actually get the information and be part of We want the you to be part of it, I think, is... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and to have it be a, a little bit more accessible. So we are going to be doing them via Zoom and the way that I'm going to be running mine and I'm going to allow Jessica to do whatever the heck she wants with Thank hers. It's like you literally just tap in and you come into the Q&A mm-hmm. and if you you are going to respond to the email that goes out weekly to all Super Squad members, if you have any kind of questions, mm-hmm. I will address those Obviously, those are going to the ones that I get through the email are the ones that are going to get addressed right away. And then anybody else who is there live can also ask me questions via the chat. And I'm going to go ahead and answer those questions that way. For the most part, I'm going to make that so that I'm essentially teaching those and I'm not really going to be pulling people up on Zoom to have actual live conversations with you unless I want clarification uh, so that we can keep moving it along because it is going to be very specifically done for 60 minutes tops, right? So an hour of those Q&As, but I'm not going to do more than those. I'm looking forward to doing that as well. If you have not gotten your email, please make sure that you look in. If you're part of the Super Squad, So if you're part of the Super Squad, you should have gotten your email already with all of the information and you can easily subscribe to um, all of my Q&As for the rest of the year. And then you're going to get an email to Jess next week so that you can subscribe to all of hers uh, for the next year. And you can really just look at your schedule and go, oh my God, I'm going to go hang out with with Elsie and Jess and ask them questions about podcasting because I I have questions. Oh my God. And you shall have answers. (laughs) Oh yes, you shall have answers. You shall have. (laughs) You shall have the answers. I shall give them to you. All right. All right. I think that's in for the win. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcast. You can also find us at ShePodcast.com where we'll have every link that we talked about and all the show notes. Please keep your eyes and ears peeled for our Black Friday specials and... Please give us feedback if you would like to feedback at ShePodcast.com. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Love you. Mean it. Bye.